This is Obscure Music History, an investigative anthology of B-sides and rarities of unpopular music. I'm your host, Tom Hogan. This episode, Then You Called My Name by Joshua Phoenix. We don't want this really great day to end. Sometimes it's gotta end. Hey man, it's... uh... Well, it's Joshua Phoenix here. I'm I'm an enigmatic singer-songwriter. That's all. Look, being a singer-songwriter is hard. I'm not going to lie. There's just so many of them. You know, you throw a rock and you hit one. Um, like, look. Okay, well, normally you're supposed to do it when there's more people around. But, look, if, if there were more, it would have hit one. The point is, there's a lot of them. So, it's all about finding something unique. Being special. Be yourself the way that no one else has done before. It has to be instant, striking. It has to transcend time and space. And once you've got it, once you've found it, it's... Well, it's perfect. And you know. And your audience knows. And they thank you for it, for being unique and... Anyone can write a song, but you need to do it your way. That's what we call a piece of resistance. Maybe not even a piece. Maybe that's the whole resistance. Think about it. In a festival, there could be, um, I don't know, a trillion singer-songwriters, one after the other. So what are you going to offer the audience that's different? What's going to set you apart from the rest? What makes you, you? For instance, I wear sunglasses. And no one else does that. It's about, it's about commanding your audience. You are in control. Uh, on the recording of Then You Called My Name, it's, it's a live recording. And you can hear that. You can hear the delicate balance of performing with your audience and performing for your audience. And performing at your audience. And performing in front of your audience. It's a lot of performing an audience. It's, it's a various sort of power situations. They need to know what to do, and you have to find subtle ways of letting them know what stage of the journey they're on. For instance, there's a bit at the start of the track here, if we... Ah, um... uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> All right, I'm just trying to... Okay, I just want to play myself. Okay, everyone? All right, I just want to play this. Everyone, shut up! Shut up! Thank you. See? It's just about taking control of the stage, isn't it? Your audience has seen a lot of singer-songwriters. They need guidance. The general public, they're surrounded by singer-songwriters all the time. So many that if you throw a rock, you'll hit one. Here, look. Okay, well, I just broke my glass. I didn't have a rock, so I just, I just threw my glass. Yeah. I came up with that uh, chord progression myself. I remember it very clearly. I was watching another songwriter uh, and they used the same chords and that's when I had the idea to use them for my song. Yeah. Let the sunset fade as we face the other way. Before I started writing, I explored the poets that came before me. I think that's vital for any art form. And once you've explored them, there are only two things you can do. You can either copy and paste what they write but you change the name so it's about someone you know or 
you just write whatever you want because you don't want to sound like a dead person. I like to do a mixture of both, and that's hard, obviously, but I'm pretty good at it. So if you're just starting out, I recommend the copy and paste method. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed again and fell out the window. I poured my milk on my cereal, but oh no, it's sour cream. (laughs) You probably want to know if this is a true story, but I'll leave that up to you. I don't want to give it all away. Firstly, it's really important to leave a lot of things unsaid, and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Here we go. And then I told you everything, and then you told me that you hated me, and then you left to go back home, and then I stood in the rain... A lot of young songwriters get in touch with me, saying things like, how do I write metaphors like you do? Or, hey, you just ran over my cat. And I always say, thanks, kid, keep it up. It's really important to inspire the young ones. They're the ones who are going to say that you were their greatest inspiration when they get famous. So you have to treat them good. As for me, my greatest inspiration was myself, especially my early stuff. You can draw a direct comparison between my early stuff and the stuff that I wrote just after it. That really inspired me for my later material. And that's why I always put a special thanks to myself in the liner notes of my albums. The thing is, there's a lot of talent out there. And it's not like everyone's going to tell you you're the greatest, so you have to do it yourself. And it's just because there's so many out there. There's just a lot of singer-songwriters. I mean, throw a rock and you'll hit one. Look, look. Um. Ah, ow, that... Ah, that got me... Got me right in the... Oh, God damn it. Ow. Oh, I mean, it proves my point, doesn't it? You can't even throw a rock around here without without hitting... Look, I'll show you. Yeah, okay, well, that time I didn't do it, but... Hang on. And now, here's Then You Called My Name. Ah, yeah, thank you. Thanks. (laughs) All right, I'm just trying to... Okay, I just want to play myself. Okay, everyone? All right, I just want to play this. Everyone, shut up! Shut up! Thank you. All right.
day to win Sometimes it's gotta end <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Yeah Okay, you can Alright, you can clap now <laughs> Thank you Thanks Yep Thank you very much Thank you <laughs> See you Obscure Music History is produced by Tom Hogan. All songs from this podcast are available on Spotify and iTunes. You can subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. And for more information, visit obscuremusichistory.com.